What's up, everyone? Welcome to Interactive Artistry. It is me, Albert. This is episode 144, and I am joined once again for the third time, hopefully not the third, like, final time, by the wonderful Catherine and the wonderful Anne-Marie. How are you both doing? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. You know, I discussed it in the pre-show, and now Catherine um, can know about my the split in my life, which is that I'm so I'm totally present for this, happy like voice, all good, but I I have what in Australia they call a tummy bug, which is like I must have eaten something that may have like been a bit off. So I'm just here wrapped oh, in my little granny in my granny blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send a photo later. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I just oh, I feel all man. like old and, and like a like a like a peasant. Um, now let's go let's go around the table. So uh, so Catherine, how have you been? Uh, well, um, I've been very good, thank you. Okay, all right. You can go into any kind of detail you like because I'm sure the listeners <laughs> the listeners have they fallen in love with you. Do you remember that? They, you saw the um, comment. They're like, we love these delightful ladies. So you can again, you don't I'm have not to, but sure my. Uh... <laughs> It's it's suitable for children, so. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Turns out you actually are a contract killer. See, like that was a that was a cliffhanger from last time. Yeah, I've okay. been busy quite. I've been quite busy this week. So. Okay. But you could. By the way, it's like you know we're a pretty we're an adult show, so you can just like say whatever. Is it what? It, like I'm so curious. It's like not suitable for children. It's like what the hell? <laughs> oh my goodness. I've just been. Um, okay, let me just say it. I've okay. been shit faced. Oh yeah, Absolutely. yeah, that's right. My God, the fucking party animal Twice over here. This week, yeah. Excellent. Oh my God, like Catherine do does it. not stop. Yeah. Um, and Anne Marie, have you been as well partying it up, just breaking bottles in old people's faces, just being a menace to society? <laughs> Always. It's like my every Thursday night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish I'm not in college anymore. Yeah. Um, but last night I went out for St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah. And Makes we sense. went out to a little uh I guess it's like a little hole in the wall bar, but it was the actual very first firehouse oh, in okay. our city. And they've turned it into a little like Irish firehouse themed pub called Johnny McCracken's. That's incredible. And that's where I was last night. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy about yeah, that. Sounds and... very, very, very Irish. Yeah. And, 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 and. So I went to Ireland last year. Actually, um, my sister did a study abroad out in Waterford, Ireland, and so I went to go visit her for ten days. And I fell in love with. Um, I don't know if you would call it like a beer or an ale, or if like anyone even cares what the difference is. Yeah. Um, called. It looks. It's spelled like Smithwicks, but they pronounce it Smithwicks. Oh, and Johnny, Johnny McCracken's had it last night. I didn't even know that they made it here in the States. And so I probably had like eight glasses <laughs> of Smithix last night. <laughs> wow. wow. Seriously partying it up. Excellent. I was a happy girl. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of impressive, actually, considering your, mm-hmm. your uh, stature. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so small. There you <laughs> I go. Can, I can pound it back. Yeah, well oh, done. Yeah. I can hold my liquor very well. You have both outlicked me because I, since the army, I don't drink anymore. So you guys are amazing. Well done. Wrap oh, it man. for me. It's like <laughs> knock, knock a few back for me. 
Um, this article, gosh, now I have to dive in. I have to let the listeners in because they're all gathered around waiting um, for us to kind of bring them into this. So I hope all of you have been well, everyone tuning in, whatever you're doing, mowing the lawn, going to work, on the bus. Sometimes, like, if I'm listening to a show and the person on the show describes the thing I'm doing, I get uh, like a little, I sort of squeeze my knees. I'm like, ooh, I feel recognized. So <laughs> if, um, okay, do you want to throw a few, like, what other circumstances could the listeners be doing? Could they be, right? Okay, riding a bike. What else? Um, listening to this podcast um clipping uh, some wings okay cool. <laughs> <Clipping>. <laughs> yeah going to, going to school going to work coming nice. home one that shout out to that one nice sunday stroll shout out to that flatter yeah exactly shout out to that one person hang gliding you know <laughs> <laughs> one person hang gliding yeah and the uh, you know helicopter rescue team that they're on their way. I actually mm-hmm. on the Pair, last pair of jumpers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> base jumping. <laughs> like o- o- only Jason Momoa t- listens to the show and he does all those activities. Um, alrighty, oh. pie eating contestants. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, this is hot dog eating. Hot dog eating. Yeah, hot dog eating. Excellent. Yeah. You know, you've made like a, such a wide variety of people smile right now. Um, we need to. <laughs> we've made we've made somebody. It's all like about diversity, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've made somebody tingle because mm-hmm. we said something that they're doing. Shout out to the people yeah. tingling out there. That's great. I'm eating pie. Yes, great. <laughs> it's so good. Radio, well, um, so listeners, um, the uh, lovely uh, Anne-Marie sent me this article that like, and I just wanted to check. So Catherine, have you read this one from Checkpoint, the, the psychological profile of Joel? I have actually twice. Okay. Oh, um, it's been It's been kind of long time yeah. since i read it but i remember the basics of okay. it well i mean i'm i'm I, I love it it's it's very very kindred and and it doesn't surprise me at all um that the and it's extremely yeah. well written as well yes mm-hmm. extremely and and i love also the person's brief which you know i'll have this in the description listeners but um just to kind of give you an idea of this uh, lovely um you know, this person, Jennifer Hazel, says, Hello to all. To anyone unfamiliar with this site, I'm Dr. Jennifer Hazel, uh, a psychiatry physician and advocate for the use of technology and mental health care. I'm also a passionate gamer. I write psychological profiles of game characters I find interesting in order to break down stigma and help games fans reach out. If only I could be this concise. Like, she just summarized what she does. I know. Well done. I know. So... I mean, I have to throw it to, to, um, to each of you. So um, your thoughts on the overall article and... Um, and, and we can dive in piece by piece because this is really rich stuff. So we can um, definitely look at that. Um, I'll throw it to Anne-Marie because I threw it to Catherine before. Go for it. Well, I just thought that it would be a really good um, basis for this podcast since we wanted this to kind of be a character analysis, character dissection, whatever you want to call it. Excellent. Um, and so we could just kind of go one by one and see how Joel's relationship with each, with each of these characters is kind of broken down in how they fulfill the hierarchy of needs. Yeah. And, you know, what have you, all those. Is he, do we know his, um, his, uh, his INF, is he an INFJ? What's the, um, the... I've read so many different things about that and it's okay. really just up to the person. Yeah. All right. Um, Makes sense. Dissecting him. Mm-hmm. So, Myers I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't even know my own. Oh really? Oh, it's a pretty. Why not? Just it's available online a million places. I reckon. I think you should. Have you done it, uh, Catherine? The Myers Briggs test. Oh, is that the the personality test? Yeah, it takes the. Yeah, it's like the acronym one. Yeah, like I IMDb. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my you are hilarious <laughs> oh my god you uh it's it. it's the one with the the letters right yes that's right so so you go myers briggs uh, i'll just kind of um google it here. i so think to... yeah i did actually take it once um uh what the <laughs> <laughs> you still I can't remember it right now. I, know, I took it um... I took it in high school cuz I was in um AP psychology class and we had to take it for an assignment and I that was god over 10 years ago so okay. I can't even tell you what I got. That's okay. Well, I it's probably, probably way different. Mm, so it's the Myers-Briggs type indicator. It's an introspective self self-report questionnaire with the purpose of indicating different um, differing psychological preferences and how people perceive the world around them and make decisions. Um constructed by Catherine Cook Briggs, hey, and Isabel hey. Briggs Myers. So it is based on the conceptual theory proposed by Carl Jung. Now, let's see formats. Do, 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 do. This is actually like a bunch of fun to look at. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's a extroversion slash introversion. That's one. Sensing slash intuition, thinking slash feeling, and judging slash perceiving. So you'll either be, and these are all acronyms. As, as sorry, um, like letters. So you can either be. Like E stands for extroversion, I stands for introversion. So for me, I'm an introverted. Um, uh, oh God, I'm I'm so sick. <laughs> I'm trying to find <laughs> um, INFJ just to give people the. Yeah, energy. I I think actually I I uh, I got the uh, ENFJ. Oh, ENFJ, interesting. interesting. Yeah, the protagonist. Yeah, that's right. So people with the um, let's go. Actually, let's look at yours. So, E N F J, and you can look at uh, what uh, people have have gotten like across history and like. So you are extroverted, intuitive, feeling, and judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well. Yeah. Well. That's well. That's that's high words coming from you, Albert. <laughs> yeah. Um. yeah. But um, I think, Anne-Marie, if you want to jump in one time, I think that'll be fun for you guys when you uh, kind of compare. Yeah. yeah, take it one time. Okay, let's jump into this one. Um, let's take it paragraph by paragraph because, yeah, very rich stuff. So I've said the intro here. So it's like, why Joel and not Ellie, right? And we'll take turns reading different parts as well. Um, yeah. The narrative design in The Last of Us is ascendant. I would not hesitate to cite it as the best written game of all time, if not for the portrayal of the characters therein. It is, in my opinion, the current pinnacle of storytelling in games, a feat it achieves through a raw and often painful observation of the human condition. Whilst Ellie's journey is more relatable, I find the arc through which Joel travels to be fascinating, moving, realistic, and terrifying, all in equal measure. It's taken me weeks to research and analyze, um, research and analysis to even sit down to write his profile. I hope I can do him justice. So, thoughts on what was raised there about like how you know why Joel and not Ellie? So I'll throw it to you, Catherine. What, why, why do you think? Um, like just looking at I, as we talked about, like protagonists sometimes they have to be. Um, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts. Go for it. Um, well, in terms of what exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, she's raising like why Joel and not Ellie in terms of um, for this particular analysis. Obviously, we're going to go into an Ellie-based analysis. But uh, what do you think if you were a, like a psychiatrist or a psychologist? Um, what like, and then just looking at the two in the game, what would what would you sort of um, what would feasibly want like sort of prompt someone to want to look at Joel more? Because again, Ellie, especially going towards, you know, Last of Us Part Two, where Ellie's more prominent. Um, obviously, this was written right. in 2017, but um, was, oh, was this article written after the announcement of Part Two? Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. was. Okay, mm -hmm. so, 
Yeah, I suppose. Interesting. Like, exactly. So your ideas on the contrast between uh, Joel and uh, Ellie as protagonists and, and subjects of psycho psychoanalysis, um, Catherine? Mm, well, I think, obviously, because Joel is kind of the main focus, mm. uh, the main playable character. So it's obviously the, the first choice for okay. for for her to uh, to make an analysis of of uh, mm. of Joel but I also think it's because his his past is sort of like he has so much uh yeah interesting stuff that has happened to him throughout the 20 years that he has survived mm. and he's he's lost his daughter he's tried to survive on his own and mm. tried surviving as a hunter tried to surviving as with Tommy and yeah. there's just so many things that that is so interesting about Joel's character that is like it's a gift booth for for psychologists I that, think. there you go that's why I think it's because it's more like at least on the surface yeah. um, and immediately available in terms of what he shows in the gameplay and what he shows exactly. in the course of the game that there's these aspects I, of yeah go ahead um uh, and I think what's interesting is you know just from a storytelling perspective um we don't know exactly what happened during those 20 years between the prologue and when he wakes up 20 years later, but just through the environment and through the use of like subtleties and just small conversations and everything, we know the full weight yeah. of what happened. We don't know exactly right. what happened, but we just know how deeply it affected him and how it turned him into the person that he is today. Mm. When we Exactly. Absolutely. I, I just think that's so interesting the way that they told that. Yeah. And, and I also think yeah, go ahead. because of his because because of his uh moral code. I mean none none of the characters in, in The Last of Us is either good or e or evil. They're like so gray and there's so mm. many different varieties in their personalities and their characters. So it's like everything about joel he's not not he's not good he's not evil but he's like so incredibly structured as a human being you know mm. and the things he does he sees them as something he needs to do for surviving right. whereas maybe we think it, some of the stuff he does can be wrong or right in terms of you know, his moral code and our moral code. So. Yeah, I think one of the defining... Uh, sorry, actually, Emery, did you want to jump in before? No, okay. she pretty much covered it. Go ahead. Oh, there you go. Like minds, huh? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so for me, I think one of the main... Uh, like, as far as I've experienced the narrative myself, which, again, I, 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 like, <laughs> I keep getting these... You again? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking finish this game. I promise. Like I will. And it, it, I've approached it in such a such a different way. That's more on the outside and scholarly and sort of analyzing and looking at playthroughs and stuff. But yeah, I I've, I felt like this especially like you guys are a kick in the pants for me to do this. And then also this article abs absolutely as well was just like yeah, I need to go there with some of this stuff because like I have army stuff and it's like I I kind of some sometimes. I don't try and push away like super substantial and life affecting and, and human condition rich material uh, 
you know, like it's okay. I'll 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 push through and because I know that it, it's gotten to people and yeah, I just have to like push through because it's worthwhile to dive into these parts of. Um, maybe I'll open that up very briefly before we continue. Did anything like playing The Last of Us for each of you like wake old stuff up that you were like, oh, I thought I'd process this. Holy crap, this is actually and like anything for each of you, um, Anne Marie. Um, gosh, honestly. I think the closest thing to what you're describing for me, um, there's not really anything specific that I can really think of that comes to mind. Okay. Off the top of my head, but I know that when um, Ellie met David, immediately oh. like alarm bells went off. Mm. And yeah. what's so interesting to me is that I feel like that's intrinsically from a woman's perspective that alarm bells went off because I've talked to so many different people about the game online. And a lot of the the guys who I've talked to are like, Oh, you know, I loved how they presented David because, you know, I trusted him at first and then I turned around, you know, and it turns out he like stabbed us in the back and, you know, yeah. what happens in the game. But, you know, it's like, I just, I never even trusted him in the first place. It's like, he just like raised my hackles and I just got, immediately the creeps from him yeah and um you know this is like personal tmi whatever you want to call it but like i hit puberty super super early mm. um and i developed really early and so i had to learn i mean honest to god from age like 10 or 11 i had people like making inappropriate comments yeah. to me and i had to learn kind of how to like brush those things off and kind of like defend myself from them yeah. And, you know, when to walk away, when to say something and just kind of protect myself from that. Hmm. Um, and so it's like you always kind of have your guard up for yeah. that. And, you know, when you met David, my guard never went down for David. Yeah. I was like, because no, no, you're primed guy, for it. This mm. guy is not is not good. He's not OK. Like, don't turn your back on him. Yeah. Don't do anything with him. Don't. I was I was surprised when she even gave him her real name. Oh, honestly, right. like, yeah. I thought that was immediately, I thought that was dumb of her. Mm, yeah. Like I, w I was that, you know, already prepared and primed to be yes, um, just I cautious. Mm. That I have a, a very healthy phobia. That's good. I feel like, you have to. Like, Self-awareness and self-protection, yeah. you know. Oh my gosh. Little so. mini, mini moment of just acknowledging that it's just routinely and no yeah, just extremely frustrating on the male point of view to see people who like i try to like aspire to just have just basic humanity and consideration sorted and down pat and that we continuously see and it's it's obviously we're reminded of it in media and stories about just this fucking awful um uh, imbalance where there's no equivalency on the part of a, like a man doesn't have to go around and have that sense of being leered at or anything it's just one of the That's most fucking danger, i am yeah. sorry i'm so sorry on behalf no, of the no, gender no Again. no and what's Ugh. what's um what's really frustrating and what's awful is that i know it's the worst of you know it's the worst of men who ruin it for the for everybody yeah. you mm. know yeah. yeah it's like a, a bad apple mm -hmm. spoils a whole bunch almost yeah. you know and yeah, so it's, it's really it's really unfair because i know that god like 99 percent of guys out there aren't creeps mm. they're not gonna attack me in a dark alley you know they're just nice guys just trying to live their life yeah we're just trying you know to, trying and they, to be... exactly i have i have no reason to you know raise mm. suspicion and but it's just those those couple of bad apples 
Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. And it's it's unfair and it's unfortunate. It really is. Um, yeah, you it's always the, the few that ruins it for the many. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Very simple. Absolutely. And that's macrocosm yeah. and microcosm, like uh, in terms of just the whole situation between the genders um, and then like in general in existence and then in those like a party you, like some you know you know how like there's, there's that theory that the a part reflects the whole so in the course of a party you'll have yeah 90 percent lovely people and then they'll just be two skeezy fucking lecherous idiots uh, <laughs> and yeah. it's just mm-hmm. go and grow a brain yeah. and grow I met a couple yeah. last night when i was out <laughs> oh, i know and i think i was going leading into that is like obviously and then alcohol sometimes doesn't help but it should yeah. no excuse you should just have even yeah. in the most like bedraggled state you should just be like hey where are my morals where are my basic boundaries of respect and yeah all right well look at the look at the direction this show has taken but i love it because this <laughs> is you you two also i haven't had like i think each of you being on the show I've, I've, I don't know if you've listened to any of the backlog, but I would often sort of throw, like, not, not wish upon a star or anything, but I'd just be like, you know what, uh, I, I am, and like my girlfriend, for example, like she like does personal business, uh, relationship coaching stuff, and anytime she's been on, we've always d- dove into this subject matter, and not that I haven't felt. Uh, oh well in full disclosure like with previous like hosts and like it's we usually just veer more towards the art and entertainment side so it makes me so happy that you are both like as as much in one realm of the the human aspect and and the the psychological and uh you know emotional um you know just like dis, uh, uh, discussions and dialogues aspect of of the of games as much as you are in the sort of hey this is art and entertainment and so yeah like i'm giving just thank you for both of you for doing that well, thank it's really you. cool oh thank you thank you for having us yeah for sure yes. for sure for the third time and hopefully mm. many to come yay indeed, indeed. Yay. and my quest will continue to have you both start wait for it the podcast of us the t- <laughs> podcast of us. Uh, yeah, that's what a I. Podcast the podcast of hate. A podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I will now read the second part of this article. So the second paragraph. Um, so the themes discussed are morality, post-traumatic stress disorder, grief and survivor's guilt, attachment theory, and defense mechanisms. Which, as soon as I read this, I'm like, ah, army stuff. Okay, here we go. Let's go. All right. So the article comes with a trigger warning for descriptions of very traumatic events, which, though they are fictional, could be triggering. If at any point you need to stop like listening, please do. And, of course, refer to a mental health services page. So exploring Joel's past to understand the present. Now, I'm just, you guys don't have to have the article up. I'm happy to read, but we can also take turns reading and, and diving in to each of these little morsels. Um, I have the article pulled up. Okay, Anne Marie, if you want to take it away for this first part. Yeah, we can popcorn. Yay, popcorn. Um, Exploring Joel's past to understand the present. Joel doesn't give away much on the surface. He's stoic, emotionally unavailable, and mercilessly practical. It is easiest to penetrate his psyche through his relationships with others. His behaviors around those close to him often betray his underlying motivations, which he would prefer to remain well hidden. Let's do this chronologically. Tommy. Tommy, my boy. <clears throat> Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, my boy. When <laughs> <laughs> we construct a psychological formulation, we like to start right at the beginning. Think as far back as conception. We go forward from there and continually add data to get a better idea of how someone thinks and feels, what motivates them, what they fear and what they believe, and altogether who they are as a person. 
Of course, it is difficult to be thorough in most cases because there are gaps, but we take what we can get, but we take what we can get. So we, what we know of Joel's childhood revolves around his interactions with Tommy. Okay. I can take it from here. Or actually, Catherine, if you wanted to jump in and take this next little part, just from a formulation to um, uh, very young. So you can take it from there if you want. Uh, if you don't have it, that's okay. okay. I can do it. Oh, you got it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure thing. Yeah, I was just scrolling down. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. A formulation. When you meet adults who in- internalize... Sorry, my English cool. is not... You're uh... fine. <laughs> Interna- ah, internalize their feelings often if you look back on their childhood it is because they are, were parentified very early meaning that instead of having adults to look after them either physically or emotionally they had to learn how to parent themselves Joel exhibits, exhibits mm-hmm. uh, classic signs of this mm. <clears throat> we are told that Joel basically raised his younger brother. It seems as though, for whatever reason, there was a lack of reliable caregiving from adults around them, and therefore Joel's instinct to survive began very young. Hmm. Awesome. Now, if I'm, I hope I say this right. Du er den best, which is in Danish, you're the best. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I Thank tried. you. I tried. Zach. I tried. <laughs> Danke. Yay. Danke. Oh, wait, is that German? Ge- German. <laughs> That's German. <laughs> I think... Okay. Ta- <laughs> Bitte schön. Bitte schön. Bitte schön. Bitte and this has just become the Ramstein podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so for this one, I'm going to jump in and just say, like, like, I think, okay, well, again, you know, in, in tune with this, is not hopefully, it won't become like the TMI podcast, but it's just this... Um, I've described this medium as being one of the ones where you have, because you're participating, you're making the choices. It requires the most bringing down of bringing down of one's personal walls to be able to let certain things in, because you are purely you are making the choices themselves, and it can be an intensely emotional experience. And I think Last of Us is the pinnacle of that. And it is also why, like, I'll dive into a God of War because my saving grace will be, oh, this is a fantasy aspect. But Last of Us not only is everything in it like super like psychologically um and from a human condition point of view like valid real uh um but also even like the even the freaking condition like the cordyceps like that's a real thing so like neil Druckmann was like seriously this is all real it's real and i'm like ah oh, god mm-hmm. so, but i will I'm, I'm diving in soon but the first thing that this made me think of was like dad stuff and because he is a dad yes. um and emotionally unavailable dads are a thing and i know a bit about mm-hmm. that and also the idea that um uh, it's the, the I would call it a sort of a, a victimhood stance, which also doubles as a um, trying to like sublimating victimhood as I'm being emotionally unavailable so that I can be in charge, so that I can be distant from you um, in order to run things objectively and rationally. But it's all sublimated. Uh, like I'm wounded, I felt abandoned, and I had to grow up early, and I'm pushing you away. But I'm gonna tell you that it's because. I, um, I'm, I'm like your, I'm your dad and I love this way. And it's like, I think in, in some ways, even though he does have, again, these positive aspects of like loyalty and, um, and, uh, yeah, commitment, I think behind it, there's a lot of pain. So figured I'd throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can, yeah, um, feel free. Yeah. Anne-Marie, I'll, I'll, we'll go around. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, she- 
Yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh, I was just going to continue reading. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Um, She continues to say that I would put money on Joel having developed an avoidant attachment style during this period. Attachment Mm. theory describes how a person relates to others, specifically how much he feels able to rely on them. The avoidant person feels no one will look at me. No one will look after me. So I have to look after myself and the people that I love. He would therefore have an overwhelming sense of responsibility to those he loved, believing that no one else was capable of caring for them but him. This is likely why, later on, Joel was willing to do anything he could do to get by, including things he morally disagreed with, if it would keep him or his loved ones safe. Incidentally, this also contributes to a lot of Joel's more admirable traits, his loyalty, his willingness to put others before himself, and his persistence in the face of adversity. Hmm. All right, well, I'll take this um, section here, and then we'll throw it again to um, to Catherine. I was thinking we could talk about Tommy. Oh, yeah, we can't bypass that, so I'm going to throw that around Catherine. So, Tommy. Tommy. Here we go. Tommy. <laughs> well, yeah, what, what, what can you say about Tommy? I mean, he he definitely has a very, very different moral code than uh, Joel. Yeah. Um, he seems, because he has been with the Fireflies and he is done a lot of stuff with with Joel in the past and I think he sort of realized that he he didn't didn't want to lose his uh, touch with humanity and he has these different views on how to survive compared to Joel who is just like careless and completely uh, savage almost uh, Mm -hmm. whereas Tommy is much more family oriented, especially now with having Maria around as well. And mm. I love so, Maria. yeah, Maria, she's great. <laughs> and I think actually, I think, and I think, uh, and Marie agrees with me that the 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 woman getting pregnant in part two is probably Maria. That's yeah, definitely. That's what I'm where I'm willing to bet my money right now. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Because there was so much talk about, uh, I think it was during the, uh, what was it, E3 panel, mm. I think? Or maybe PSX. was it PSX? PSX? PSX. Yeah. Hallie uh, yeah. Ha- Gross, the co- co-writer, was talking about that she uh, she might have gotten someone pregnant during <laughs> in the game. And everybody, of course, realized, uh, theorized that oh, it has to be Anna, it has to be Ellie, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. no one is even thinking about, well, what about Maria? Yeah, the most logical <laughs> I mean, option. That's, that's <laughs> the most plausible cause because they're like Tommy and Maria are a couple. Of course, they're gonna, you know, at some point. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. And especially considering how Tommy is very much a family person. Yeah. So, I mean, family it's an obvious choice. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, I just think it's really interesting that he um, never seemed to lose touch, like what Catherine said, with his humanity and his human side and his feelings and everything. And I know that he, I say I know, but I feel like he has his own sense of PTSD with what happened with Sarah, you know, and it's obviously he didn't lose a daughter, but he probably, you know, feels that if he'd showed up a minute sooner or 30 seconds sooner, you know, that she would still be alive. That's And 
And I can even go from there and say that he probably feels guilt over even feeling guilty of that because he's like, well, why am I even like bothering to feel sorry for myself when my brother just lost his daughter? Yeah, you know, like, and he feels automatically in self-invalidation, you know? Yeah, and I, I feel yeah. selfish and my feelings aren't valid, you know? And it's like nothing compared to what he's gone through, you know? Mm. So whatever I'm feeling like just isn't important, which is not true, exactly. you know? And, and so and yeah i, was I just gonna, no, you, so no you go ahead sensitive hmm. i'm sorry i just both both joel and tommy are just really sensitive people on the inside i feel like and they both show it through drastically different ways and i i think it's so interesting and i love that i really do yeah 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 because joel joel's way of you know showing emotions is actually to not show any emotions or mm-hmm. sort of i mean he, I think from the moment he lost Sarah and he was going to survive on his own and he was just going to, you know, throw it all away and not think about Sarah in any way and just like being this cold hearted person who just like trapped his feelings inside, you know, mm. to not, to not become what- weak or, or something. Yeah. And what's funny is that once you kind of get to know his character and you spend enough time with him and you're playing as him and everything, even though he doesn't show his emotions, it's almost like he's still wearing his heart on his sleeve. You know, it's like, you know exactly what he's feeling because he has such obvious tells. Yeah. You know, like when he starts the way he just touching his watch and all touching his watch and his body language and like his subtleties and even like his grunts or something like that. Or it's just, it's such brilliant writing and it's such brilliant directing and voice acting. And it's just the whole, the whole recipe for a brilliant feast, I guess. Of course, of humanity. A a weird metaphor. (laughs) No, that's absolutely, it is. And then as we we discussed earlier, it's like, that's why as a psychological subject is very fascinating because there are these textures. But what I think Mm -hmm. is uh, when someone encounters, especially early on in their life, uh, something that is out of their control, like a parent leaving, you know, this, they become um, obsessed with, uh, at least subconsciously obsessed with like locking things down, being in control and ensuring things will never happen again. So they develop this extreme side of their personality where they, 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 they sort of forget how to surrender to life and surrender to the universe and to fate. Like they say, well, this sort of inevitable um, life-changing thing happened to me. I will now endeavor to not you know have that repeat and not have anyone who i love go through that so i think um but what's what's interesting is that whether we make these decisions to be like i'm in charge of my life or not like we aren't always in charge of it like that's just not how we can't just put a decision out into the universe and there from then on nothing bad will happen or nothing will go happen outside of our control so so what's mm-hmm. interesting is um but he's in denial of that and that's where all the the watch touching and the the obvious tells is because from the outside like he lives in a very i think he lives a very inner life and i think from the outside um it's very clear like and that's why um ellie's such a great foil because he she calls him out on that you know and just be like (laughs) you're you're uh, and and sort of she is his passage back into the real world i think uh and into innocence and into all these um i read something today about like the season that you don't want to be in is the season you need to be in to grow 
Um, and I was like, yeah, I think that's that's Joel. He's, ah. He wants to permanently stay in like the autumn and the winter of his mind and his life because he he feels as though if he reenters summer and spring, then he's somehow there's guilt there because he believes he wants his daughter to always represent that happiness and to experience that again would bring guilt. Um, so mm -hmm. he's pushing that away. So. Ah. We are not, this is going to be like part one of five for Joel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I'm coming up to seven, you guys. So I don't know. I mean, okay. Let me, let, I'll add another 15. How about this? So do we have anything else on Tommy uh, before we jump into uh, Joel's relationship with his wife? Mm -mm. No? Okay. I think we covered it like pretty pretty well oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm, just, I'm, I'm excited to see more of tommy and maria in part two <gasps> i am yeah definitely. i can't wait oh, absolutely that'll be great i figured i'd mention for the listeners who are like i tuned into this um, who knows like, like uh they sort of want an update on the you know the game itself so so i figured little mini bulletin in the middle of the show uh so it's re it was re it was reported you know that um that that all really stated being leaked. Uh, leaks. Um, I'm I don't necessarily just like Anne Marie. Like I've taken the Anne Marie pill of skepticism on that exact date, but um, <laughs> but what I do think is that there's a good chance that The Last of Us Part Two will come out at some point this year, if not at the very end of the year. I reckon. Um, so it just it suddenly is starting yeah, to feel a, that way. That's a healthy prediction. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Figured I'd let people know about that. Um, oh, yeah. and I just realized one more thing about about Tommy. Very briefly, is often when the older sibling experiences this, as I call it, like almost like the robbing of one's childhood. Um, they develop this hard edge. They they have to harden much quicker because of life, and you know they have to basically become their own parents much quicker. So that mm -hmm. when the younger kid arrives, uh, or or rather, just simply because they're 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 younger and they they came into this situation sooner so it's like a certain spectrum of the emotional bandwidth is is occupied so the cynicism is taken the the being locked off is taken so often the child the other sibling will fill in the rest of the spectrum and say well i'll be more optimistic i'll be peppier i'll be but but yeah as you said that doesn't stop tommy from having his own yeah like that doesn't immediately oh just because i'm the younger brother i don't have the, you know the full suite of of what a human being can experience so ah so rich mm -hmm. so rich <laughs> okay oh yes all right so uh oh have, has everyone read enough um Catherine, do you want to read this one his wife or how do you feel his wife yeah sure okay. thing go for it okay his wife because joel is such a secretive individual she has not spoken directly about his wife she mentioned he has had sarah young before university eight age so likely around 17 or 18 seeing as sarah is 12 at the start of the game perhaps this was during a rebellious phase after many years of single-handedly caring for tommy um if so the entire marriage could be encompassed in significant guilt for the perceived ab abandonment of his brother Entangled with a similar, similarly strong sense of responsibility over his spouse and soon after his daughter. Hmm. This would be confusing and difficult to navigate for Joel, who has not learned how to express himself, having had no adults to show him how to. Oh, so he's he had those abilities, just that they never grew. So imagine that. Like not having yeah. the arms to pick something up to be able to hold something emotionally, he just doesn't have the language for it. So, what do you think, Anne Marie? Mm -hmm. 
Oh gosh. I just, I think, yeah, she's on the right track. Mm. Um, I'm just not sure if I would really want to call that a rebellious phase. Yeah. So much. Um, just because, um, I'm assuming since the prologue of a game, uh, was set in Texas that him and Tommy grew up in Texas and obviously having grown up and lived in the South my entire life, I'm mm. well aware of Southern values. Mm. Um, so I can absolutely see, you know, Joel being as sensitive as he is seeing a pretty blonde girl in his algebra class or something like that. <laughs> really, really, you know, becoming infatuated with her, starting to date her, you know, they sneak off into the woods with a couple of beers stolen from her parents' fridge. Um, boom, boom, boom. She's pregnant with Sarah. Oh shit. We have to have a shotgun wedding. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and Joel really takes responsibility for this just because of like, that's how he is. And, um, I really agree with the first part of the article that we read in that he's so used to having to take care of Tommy. And so this is just like a natural progression of having to take care of someone else now. Yeah. Um, and so it's not really anything new that's thrust upon him in, in that aspect, Mm. you know, but he just really sense that, you know, he, he steps up to the plate. I feel like that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, speaking of, oh no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm sorry. You can go ahead. No, no, no. I I daren't interrupt. Please continue. (laughs) Um, They kept going for (laughs) into the night. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. It's it's because it's freaking Discord, and we have no verbal cues. If you if us three were in like a pub or something, I you'd see me leaning forward, or I would see Anne Marie leaning forward. So then you would have that non-verbal cue to not say. But it's just it's Discord. But thank you, Discord, for and technology for existing. But um, Anne Marie, (laughs) please do finish. Otherwise, I'll feel guilty. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, that's just, you know, really who he is as a person. He feels that sense of responsibility and he feels that overwhelming sense of guilt if he doesn't fulfill that sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, he really steps up to the plate and he says, okay, this was a decision that I made. This is the consequence of my decision and I just have to learn to live with it. And mm-hmm. so he throws himself into his new role as a husband and a father and he really you know life hands and lemons and he makes lemonade i think agreed and then he falls in love with sarah too as soon as he holds her because yeah that's just what my heart tells me no no absolutely (laughs) in fact the thing i was going to raise before about stepping up to the plate is that why why i think the tragedy uh, of sarah hits him so hard is because now i've had this in my life i'll just say this like with me and my dad like i sense look at my dad like had stuff where he was abandoned super early so there was this strong sense growing up that i as his son i had to put aside some of my being a being a son stuff and i had to grow into his friend and i became his friend because i could sense that he was still living from these wounds of um Mm. having yeah been abandoned as a kid and stuff and having to grow up super early so what i and and not all kids do that sometimes the kid will just push 
the the absent dad away instead of bringing them closer and stepping in and and what i've sensed with sarah is that you know at the start she's like yeah i'm gonna do hard drugs you know like she's yeah she yeah. says these things about um you know and in they the speak yeah yeah joke around like like friends would do and they talk about she's not infantilized she doesn't infantilize herself she doesn't behave necessarily like, like she's a bit precocious you know grow up a bit early and i think that's mm -hmm. because at one point she had a similar moment of like oh my dad's a little bit like distant he's a little bit you know maybe he had me unexpectedly so she she became this big empath again to fill that void of him maybe being a bit uh, gruff and, and withdrawn um he she filled this void of like i'll step in and be his friend and, and i think so not only did he lose a daughter i think he lost a friend and i think he had such admiration for sarah for like learning to be the more emotionally av available one um so yeah oh, oh goodness me i'm sure and it's like you know it's been just the two of them yeah. for probably as long as Sarah can remember because there was um, a Reddit AMA where it was with uh, Bruce Straley and Neil Druckmann, and it was from years ago, I want to say like 2013. And someone had asked, you know, do we have any backstory on what happened to Joel's wife? And Neil stepped in and was like, um, the backstory that we have is that basically she left Joel and Sarah when Sarah was very, very young. And yeah. that's why, like, there's no pictures of her hanging up in the house. There's no anything. Because I know a lot of people like to theorize that, like, oh, she died or something like that. No. But you would have you would have pictures and everything Yeah. if someone you loved had just died, you know. Mm. But I think, yeah, she just said, I've had it. This isn't what I wanted in life. I'm yeah. Peace. I'm yeah. Out. She was like, peace <clears throat> out. I, I didn't want to have a kid that early. You made me have a kid essentially because of the shotgun wedding stuff. I I totally think that's like my headcanon for that, I think. Um, and mm -hmm. so then as soon as she was, maybe Sarah was of a certain age where it's like leaving wouldn't be totally callous. I think she stayed for the early years. Uh, but then as soon as maybe Sarah was like three, uh, she was like, well, there you go. The thing can kind of think for itself and we've passed the diaper phase or whatever and bye, you know, uh, because yeah. she didn't yeah. bank and Joel on this. Probably, you know, as hurt as he felt, and you know he had to feel hurt and abandoned yeah. and all that. You know, it's just he probably just felt angry on Sarah's behalf. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like, why would you put her through that? Why would That's you make true. her hurt even though she's so young and she probably doesn't even know what's going on? Yeah. She now doesn't have a mother in her life. And so he probably just like threw himself to fulfilling both roles. But that's complicated um, because um, he didn't give. And again, I don't agree with leaving. I think there's better ways to do things, at least definitely not leaving entirely when there's a kid involved. But he didn't give that to his wife either. She didn't. He didn't let have her, her have a. You know, it's funny, there's a bit of, um, I'm sure that in the big final argument, she would have said that and he'd be like, what are you doing? You're leaving. You're not letting our daughter have a mother. She's like, well, you didn't let me have a child. You didn't let me have an early adulthood. You made me pregnant at blah, 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 you know? Um, so <laughs> it takes two to tango. <laughs> it takes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And see, see, and you could, you'd, you could accuse one of being inconsiderate, the other of being short-sighted. Ah, oh, mm -hmm. just like talk before doing things people yeah yeah <laughs> you know. and i i very seriously doubt it was joel pressuring her into getting married it was likely her parents his parents yeah southern stuff yeah know, mm. and yeah southern southern values there you go shout out to the yeah, south one think, day i want to visit i think she was maybe having more of a rebellious face than joel actually mm. like just mm. oh i'm just gonna go out with this guy and piss yeah. off my dad because fuck him, and, you know? Yeah, very and good then, point. And you, you know, it, shit happens and she becomes yep. pregnant and her father is like, 
well, girl, you brought this on yourself. You're mm. marrying yeah. this guy. No way around it. Mm. That's very, um, very valid. And yeah, immediately you would resent that because that's not yeah, what you exactly. want for your life. And suddenly you're having your life made, you, you know, the biggest decision in your life made for you. And you mm. have no yeah. say in it, really. That's right. And then that's maybe tough. when when she turned 21 or something, she was like, nope, I'm, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. You know? And they stuck it out for a couple of years. They tried to make it work, but it's just, that's so young. Yeah, that's it's so, way so too young. young. And you change so much as a person. Yeah. Between, yeah. You know, even between 16 and 18, 18 to 21, it's just you go through so many changes and you mature so much as a person. Hmm. And it's it's hard. It's yeah. hard, hard. That's right. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, if we, if I, if we were each to go around and be like, when is, when do you feel even accounting for different personality types? I think there are some pretty solid stages of life stuff where I just generally think if, if you're, oh, now I'm going to sound like a, like a Australian grandma. Yeah, I think you should have kids at a certain time. I think at, at least you're, <laughs> mi- yeah, at least you're mid twenties, you know? least Mm -hmm. yeah because that's when you you again you've you've set you've charted a course for your life you know who you are you're not going to bring a kid into that so that they grow up with an absent or resentful parent who feels like they've had some of their young young adulthood taken so basic stuff they missed out on stuff indeed but there'd be no drama if people made great decisions guys (laughs) i know we have nothing to like entertain ourselves with that's right oh boy well Let's. I. I. Can't, I mean. I. I don't want to go to work. I just want to fucking talk about this all day. <laughs> but um. All right. So what do you think? Just to again. I. I really very much agree with what Emery said a couple episodes ago. Actually, what you both said. It's like you want to give this stuff its breathing room. So what do you think? I'm coming up to. Um, I'm. I'm cutting into the, getting ready for work time. So what do you think? Shall we um tie things off and uh, catch back up? Maybe in a however like next time. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Happy with that? This yeah, was, I mean, be- this was amazing. Definitely. Yeah. This was, uh, this was like my favorite so far. I mean, each one is becomes my favorite because it's just like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we barely scratched the surface on this. Oh, yeah. Definitely, Matt. That's mm-hmm. right. And if I, I'm on a, just, yeah. a, just like a smartphone right here, so it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, six like six huge scrolls of, of extra mm-hmm. stuff. And that's only mm-hmm. part one. So mm-hmm. good times ahead, folks. We Again, covered Ellie. That's right. I think well, it's like a whole other episode. I know. I don't know a whole, whole other series. But, folks, I think, um, again, to the listeners tuning in, because they're here. Hey, you can wave to them. Say hi to them if you want. Hello. <laughs> I'm waving. I really am waving. Yeah, I, I am too. I am, <laughs> too. I am too. Exactly. Um, I want to say, like, I think this will be really, again, as I just discussed recently with this guy, his name's um, Sean, the, the law hunter. We're looking forward to Sekiro. And uh, just discussing this stuff really has a way of say for example in the perfect world we meet every week we discuss this right up until release that would be like a couple of volumes worth of last of us discussion and in-depth analysis that there's no way that either of us all of us won't come across something we hadn't considered before and imagine going and for the listeners as well imagine going into last of us part two with like a couple of months worth of character studies and general discussions like you'd be going into that super enhanced and you'd be primed for or you'd basically enhance you'd experience it on a whole other level i think what do you guys think yeah mm. oh man they'd be sick of it by then no this- <laughs> if you're sick of the last of us you're sick of being alive <laughs> 
And as soon and as I the game comes out, it's just like, oh no, not The Last of Us, please. I know. No. God, I'm so tired of it already. Oh, <laughs> I think I think some of the things, especially that you two bring to the show, because again, I'm the noob here. I, I will finish it one day. Maybe when I when I finish it, we'll have like a Albert finishes The Last of Us special or something. But uh, oh, you, you, yeah. you two are the the leading scholars of this, so I'm I'm tagging along. I know, and I still have not done my test rant yet. I still oh haven't. Like, that's that. like a ten-hour episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's a ten-hour special. We should At just. Least. That should just. I be. thought I was going to get into it this time, but. Oh, we always. Are you happy to have next time? This is all just super worthwhile stuff. Did you feel like we? You can give me some feedback later about if you think we should like dedicate us. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty happy like flowing as we're doing, but it's. I, I really want to check with you folks because you know it's about also you guys being comfortable at going the pace that we're going. If you want to speed things up, you let me know. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Well, um, I've never actually thrown it to you at the end of the show for if people want to reach out because I'm sure a lot of people will be like, "Oh, this thing that you raised, and I want to talk about that because I feel the same way." Um, do you want to give out your um, your, like handles or whatever, like for Twitter and stuff, if people want to like chat or like send you messages and questions? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, my Reddit handle is dash Anne, so it's dash A N N E dash Marie. M-A-R-I-E dash. So it's dash and dash Marie dash. There you go. Dash, 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 dash. Because when I was like 22 and it was 2013, I was like, I want to make a Reddit username. Oh, this is my real name. My real name. All right. No. My Discord handle is, if you're on the Last of Us Discord, I'm A and B on there. It's my initials. Um. My Twitter handle, I've actually replied to you a few times on Twitter, yeah. Albert. Excellent. So you can... With, with yet a shout out back, but... Oh, <laughs> oh um, dear. My... <laughs> the guilt. No, no, no. I, this is how I work. When it's raised, I do it immediately. What's your Twitter handle, Go. Um, my Twitter handle is B underscore 10. So it's A-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E. Except B, after C. As in boy. Sorry. Yes, all all one word underscore ten. Oh no! Okay, so and so a n n e m a r i b underscore c. I'm sorry, a n n e. Yep. M a r i e. Yep. Marie. Yep. B B is in boy. And that's it. No underscore. Under, underscore ten. Underscore ten. All right, there you go. Just friendoed you. So many different usernames. <laughs> Done. And Marie boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's my last name that's me that's hilarious okay and Super um, so i'm following you now and marie and for yourself Catherine, are you on twitter um yeah i'm on twitter and reddit and discord and Tumblr you... as well yeah. oh yeah i'm on tumblr too okay cool yeah nice. all right i'm gonna how about okay send it to me now i'm gonna include it in the description so people can reach out to you just like type it in the in the discord chat so i'll just copy paste it into the description of the episode absolutely okay i mean yeah i i have a i have a photo mode blog okay cool. oh yeah her photo mode blog is so good <gasps> well now so you good. can't just tease it okay go on tell people go yeah, on. it's so good yeah, well, it's um, it's on Tumblr. It's Tumblr. Uh, my username, Voldsby. Um, Voldsby, yeah. V O L D S B Y. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, so cool. People can just check it out, and <laughs> that's my username on both Reddit and Discord and Tumblr. She's very and... consistent. Okay, 
Yeah. <laughs> and you very are consistent. Absolutely. She's very consistent with her brand. Rocking I it. know. Rocking it since 1992. <laughs> Can't go around and confuse people, so... <laughs> on 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 Twitter, if I may say, you look like like uh, um like a film uh, like a um obviously like Danish filmmaker slash gallery owner. That's your vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's Scandinavian. Yes. Oh, you don't have the beanie on your. Uh... Oh, I don't. No, I don't. That's I swear to God, she was like born beanie first. Yeah. It's just like fused <laughs> to her head at this point. <laughs> And you yourself, uh, Anne Marie. Uh, I said I, is, this is your description. I love sequins, makeup, video games, and dogs. Go Cowboys! Is that you? Yes, Dallas Cowboys. That's my team. Again, you look like you own a, a football team, first of all, but also that you own like a chain of uh, like hipster, like avocado-based restaurants. There you go. What? There you go. What? <laughs> I'm just. I go off of. If you look at a picture of me, tell me what you think. I probably look like I own like a dock in Poland. That's like it's just my. I have a grim, bitchy face, and that's what I look like. You know, <laughs> huh? Interesting. Indeed. I'll have to learn to like avocado. Okay. <laughs> so I can I can fulfill <laughs> your idea of, of what there I you go. Be doing. And you have to, open, <gasps> Catherine. Can you promise to open like a moody da- Danish gallery so people can go there and brood? Uh, well, yeah, sure thing. Okay, fantastic. All right, I like always the little interesting flourishes we add to the end of these. But uh, all right, to everyone tuning in, I hope you had a good time. Got some lovely, amazing, enriching stuff from these wonderful analysts with me on the show. Thank you, Anne-Marie, and thank you, Catherine, for being on the show as well. Thank you. Thank you. Too easy. And to everyone listening, till next time, bye for now. No. We need to start earlier next time. We do. We yeah. got to, like, Nothing. Tommy and Joel's wife, and that's it in our, our yeah, full-length yeah, character discussion of the whole game. Scratching the we, we, will, yeah. we will do better. And it's okay. We had some technical stuff. I think, um, I apologize. I think if I was less sick, I think I would have been able to wake up more close to the 4 a.m. Um, but, uh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, don't, don't blame yourself now. Okay. okay. Also, it's actually, happened. by the way, uh, Anne-Marie, you're, you were not cutting out at all. I don't, I, yeah. yeah. I fixed it. That's right. I fixed that, it. And mm. I fixed it in like, the most obvious way ever and i'm using the reddit uh the reddit the discord app on my computer instead of just going through chrome it's incredible right it's a revolution i think, I think that's the reason because maybe there's some kind of plug-in with the browser that yeah. Just yeah doesn't really I don't know. work whatever probably. it is i feel like an idiot for not thinking of it earlier but i'm so glad that it's working now I know. Seriously, Freaking. I don't. I've never understood why you just use the browser. <laughs> I mean, there's a fucking. Because I just do. <laughs> I, I just, just love how you guys. The app works so good. That's hilarious. I just do. Dang it. I just do. Don't Where judge me. Don't you judge me, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, dangly dang it dangly dang it oh fantastic well hey big hugs um i sent you the picture of like little like sick grandma tattooed grandma albert in the- <laughs> there you go. That's me. radio um oh my gosh i know it's okay i will oh. recover and it'll be good so how about um i don't know this kind of works uh if you're happy for this time next week how about that yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, this time is perfect because if it was one hour earlier, it would probably be a little too tight for me okay. because it's just around dinner time. So All right. So 6 a.m. Australia uh, and uh, for you, it suits. And Oh, yeah, go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt. It's okay. Um, 
does this time like work for you? Like what time do you have to start getting ready for work? Oh, How was your first day, by the way? Oh, I, I went so to well. How was it? You guys were my absolutely. I'm dying to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're too kind. Um, wow. Sitting at a desk doing um, government stuff. So interesting. But yeah, yeah. Like it, it went extremely well. And I think part of it was uh, like being born forth into the day by my recording. And um, I, I was so determined to put out the episode before my first day that I had to like run. <laughs> I like, because I edited it before I published it and stuff. So I might do the same with this if I have time. But it went really well. And you guys uh, were definitely part of like the, the whole good luck vibes of that day. So you contributed officially. Oh, that's awesome. I'm yazing. And you're getting along with all your coworkers and nothing. Are you is- seriously being that loving and nurturing? Yes. That's such a lovely yeah, question yeah, to course. ask. I mean, I was it's like always... It's Aww. always so exciting when when you start something new. You Thank know, you. All Thank the anticipation you. and yeah, new How's people. Like the- the break room and everything like that like is it it's just trash they have like they have like dog fights in there it's pretty intense i was like what wow i'm kidding you idiots <laughs> i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> well you know you never know i mean i'm one of the i'm one of the prize fighters now it's, it's like, the australian outback it is it's yeah. just basically just dingoes and snakes in a pit that's it i just i work it's in a pit basically the wild wild west it is it is. All right, you guys are the best. Have a wonderful sisters from other misses, I say. Uh see it's, it's I'm so daggy. Um have a wonderful rest of the week, I reckon. Yeah? Thank you. And you Thank too. Thank you. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Have a good one. Till soon. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. How are things? Things are good. Thank you. How are things with you? I am slightly unwell, but also it doesn't matter because it's only physically unwell, like just sick. Oh, no. But, but, that's all right. Um, from the voice point of view and being able to be present for our conversation point of view, totally fine. So um, on my end, though, it's just, yeah, like just a, like a, as we would say in Australia, a tummy bug. <laughs> oh, yeah. bless. Yeah, that's oh, bless right. your heart. It's all right. I'll be all uh, right. Was it? Was it something you ate or I think so going around? I think I may have like I tried this aloe vera drink and maybe cactus doesn't agree with me. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Yeah. What are That's you gonna do? The worst way to find out. <laughs> yeah. And then you start like accusingly looking at everything in your house and being like, Did you do it? Mm-hmm. You look you look at mm-hmm. you look at the bread, you look at like were you expired and you start becoming very judgmental. Um mm-hmm. and but- you start scrutinizing everyone who's been around you the past week. That's right. Speaking of scrutinizing, um, not that I did much because I didn't have to. Your audio is sounding so much better. No need for scrutinization at all there. That's great. So whatever oh, you're doing, it, so many less cutouts. So we get the full um, 26 alphabet um, and Marie on this episode. <laughs> am, I, am I still cutting out at all? No, not at all. Wow, you've been oh, doing amazing awesome. things. I can imagine like the the rocky, you know, montage of you mm-hmm. like finding all the Ugh. technological bits and yeah, well done. Oh my goodness. Well, that's kind of annoying because this was such a a simple solution and yeah. I wish I'd thought of it earlier. Well, do you want me to make you feel guilty? Is that what a friend does? Yeah, yeah, and Rain, why, why don't you care? Don't you care about I'm this podcast? Angry. <laughs> angry at myself. I'm angry at myself. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm so angry. Don't worry about it. Okay, I think we have Volsby joining <laughs> soon. Oh, gee. Oh, gee, as can be. Actually, let's do an audio test. So say any old sentence. Any old sentence. Any old sentence at all. Oh, any old sentence? Any sent- old sentence work? Fent- any old sentence. Great. Oh, and you've summoned. It looks like Anne-Marie has the ability to <laughs> to, to summon a... Uh, Hello. Summon a Catherine. I do that. Excellent. <laughs> You guys are probably. I'm. I'm well. How are you, Catherine? 
Mm. I'm good, thanks. Great. <laughs> just, uh, Are you okay? I thought you were being all aloof oh, and no, silent. No, I was just I was just in the middle of a sip of coffee, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Classic, classic. All right, well, diet, let's dive in and, and just catch all the ups. All right, let's do this. Have a good show, you guys. Thank you. You okay. too. Okay. And three, and two, and one.